When you hear the phrase, soft as steel, what do you think of? While the word steel might conjure up images such as massive high-rise buildings, where does the soft part come in? And what exactly does this mean in our work and in our lives? Welcome to the Soft as Steel podcast with your host, Dennis Duran, featuring engaging conversations with a wide range of industry leaders around soft skills, how we practice love, inclusion, social justice, and compassionate leadership that's everlasting in the workplace. And now, here's Dennis Duran. This episode of the Softest Steel podcast may seem a little different at first glance. I've been privileged to have conversations with a wide range of thought leaders inside and outside the construction industry from around the globe. Today's guest found this podcast and reached out through his representatives to see if he was a fit for Softest Steel. The answer would appear to be yes. Steve Greig's landscape design brings decades of experience and expertise to every design challenge. He combines formal training, an artist's sensibility, and a commitment to client satisfaction. His passion is contagious, and he will transform a homeowner's environment from ordinary to extraordinary. Steve's a bit of a celebrity, having been featured in numerous media outlets, including Forbes, Business Insider, and The Wall Street Journal. He's also made TV appearances on Bravo's Backyard Envy, The La La Land Coach, and Grant Cardone's Power Players. Steve's accolades extend beyond his design prowess. He is a two-time recipient of the Inc. 5000 Award, a testament to the rapid growth and impact of his business. His career journey is marked by recognition and milestones, and he can shed light on the path to driving a business toward excellence. Steve, welcome to the Softest Steel podcast. Dennis, glad to be here. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, well, you can never tell. I mean, we may we may have a different opinion here in about thirty minutes. Let's um, give it a shot. So, uh, so again, and, and I'm I'm going to put you on the spot in a sense uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, confirm uh, at least one element of my introduction. So, how 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 did you come to uh, to now be appearing on the Softest Field podcast? Ah, uh, we reach. Uh, we have a, a podcast agency that searches out people like yourself to see what's a good fit. So I basically hand it off to them and they're out searching for me and they've done a very good job of getting us on several yeah, good. well-known All right. podcasts. So, 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 so they found me and they said, here's one that you might want to look at. And you took a look at it and said, okay, let's do it. Yep. Okay. Well, then doggone it. We're going to continue on. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's it. Yeah. We're, so, we're here, man. Uh, again, just to kind of get a, a bit of a focus, I'm really interested in. And we'll talk about you know the, the whys of your of your success, uh, you know, because that's, that's that's an important ingredient in, in, in great business people and great leaders. Uh, but I want to start with kind of where I come from, um, and I mentioned it in our in our pre interview. You know, I'm I'm the guy in the construction industry that for the pa- the past good number of years, and most recently when I wrote a book in 2019 entitled the same as his podcast, Soft as Steel. Um, I'm a guy that's that's noticed for a while that uh, that in our industry uh, we don't necessarily do a great job of uh, of, of of modeling and and delivering uh, great behavior towards other people, particularly the people that work for us. So, so it would be your crews that you send out to do the, the landscaping projects that you do, um, and so, so my interest then became to to say let let's 
let's focus on the people part of the construction industry. Uh, and again, I do a lot of stuff in, in general construction and specialty trades, uh, also with unionized construction. And so I know that, you know, in the broader construction world, you know, the apprenticeship experience is something which is an important part of the people coming in with, to the tools or the trade, uh, just as it would be for the people that work, uh, work on your crews. And that's where they learn their hard skills, you know, the, you know, what they do with their hands, uh, if you will. Uh, but what, what we don't do generally is we don't, we don't, teach them and demonstrate to them the importance of what I call soft skills, which are not really skills. They're a person's qualities, their attributes, their behaviors, really a manifestation of their personal values. That's what I, that's what I call soft skills. And what we don't do is teach those very well, uh, particularly at the, at the, at the apprenticeship level and even up through maturing careers. Uh, obviously when, when a person uses a word like passion to talk about their business, um, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a good word. It's the right word. It really is an alternative to the word that I use quite often. And that is love. Uh, and, uh, and Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett, two people that I'm sure you recognize. I, I know you're well read as well as being read about. Um, they, they said that there are four words that the only four words you need to remember, uh, that will, that will provide you with the opportunity to enjoy success are these four words. Do what you love. Heart stop. Four words. Um, very impactful. Very straightforward. Um, and I get a sense just from getting a glimpse of you on some of the media that I was able to look at, uh, reading the, the words of your introduction, being reminded about, about your awards and recognitions, um, that, that you do what you love. Talk about that. Um. <sighs> It really is about the people, man. Like the, you're in, this is a unique podcast because typically they're asking me, you know, what about me? How do I do this? How do I do this? without the team, it's nothing. Like I don't know what else to say. Like I grew up in a construction household. My father was a union um, contractor. He worked for the union for fifty years in local fifteen in New York City, and I seen him come home every night dragging his ass, five kids getting laid off um, when the construction industry was down, but he never missed work. And that that was instilled in me early on, that the people that do that type of work, you just cannot imagine the dedication they have to do that every day, working outside, in the cold. Like, it is hard work. Mm -hmm. And, man, I give the hats off to the to the workers. Like, it's really the workers. Like I just show up and point and bark orders all day, but I've worked with my hands. So I know I come from that side of it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not some guy that just got out of school. Like I've dug holes, I've worked machinery, like I've done it all. So I think that's very important for people to get your hands dirty. So mm -hmm. to see that it's really hard work, really, mm -hmm. it really is. Like I can't emphasize that enough. It's brutally hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd, I'd argue that even it's, it's, let's call it maybe a scaled down version of construction. Uh, but, you know, the work that your crews do for you is hard work. Uh, and again, they're, they're doing work with stone, with concrete, they're excavating, they're, they're moving a lot of heavy objects. I mean, you know, just some of those, some of those plants that you put into your designs by themselves weigh hundreds of pounds and they have to be moved and properly placed. So you're, you, you do hard work as a landscaper. It's not, it's not, it's not light duty. 
No, it's construction. It's labor. It's labor. Whether you're moving a rock, a stone, an air conditioning unit, it's all it's physical work. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So you kind of, you kind of your your thoughts are, are terrific. You kind of ducked my question a little bit, so I'm going to come back to you again. Um, the, the, and I'll, I'll, I'll offer you another set of phrases, which maybe we can talk a bit about. Uh, my, my mentor is a guy named Steve Farber. Uh, I talk about him on a number of my episodes because it's what he, what he, his body of work is something I relate to very strongly. Uh, in his first book, which was published 21 or 22 years ago, uh, at the beginning of his his career on his own, when after he left the Tom Peters organization, uh, another great uh, leadership uh, expert. He wrote in his first book the following. He says, do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Is that something you can that's, that, that resonates with you? Absolutely. Like, Say more. Say why. It, it's, it's what I do. It's like if you didn't have to – if I didn't have bills to pay, I would probably do this for free, Right. Like it's just you know when we do residential landscapes and we and we do a swimming pool for somebody and the and the and the owner tells me he doesn't know how to swim so after we put the pool in he actually learned how to swim mm-hmm. I mean that's that's great joy and, and mm-hmm. the teamwork and the team around it really you know when we build it together it's it's together is that more better more towards your question yeah no it's no it's good I, good I uh, I I want I I'm interested in again some people just they they bristle. Uh, at you in in our industry at using the word love, uh, and uh, it's and it's very intentional, uh, both in terms of how I use it uh, and how Farber and his body of work use it uses it. And it's simply, it, it, as I said, you use the word passion. Uh, I would say that that's you know an, either one of the, those words mean it's in a big way the same thing because if you're passionate about something as you are, then you put everything into it. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're out there, uh, you're, you're visioning the project before it starts with your customers. You're getting them all excited about this aspect of design or, you know, which plants you've chosen and why and all those things, which you talk about so fluidly. But you do that because you love talking to your clients about what you're going to create for them. And, and again, I think the thing that's remarkable about, uh, about your work is a lot of people have a hard time saying that, uh, you know, in terms of, of what they do, that they're just, they're just tradespeople or they're just contractors. But, but the folks that, that love what they do, that have passion for it as, as you do. And this, this really, that one word was a principal reason why I wanted to talk to you, um, was, was your choice of using that word to describe passion. Um, let's go deeper then. Now you bring up passion. It's all like, right, let's go deeper. It's like, this is what I do. Like, I, you know, this is, if I go to the nursery, let's make, maybe this, if I go to the nursery on a spring day and all the plants just came in from California and it's, it is like a freaking candy store for me. I mean, I'm like a kid at Christmas. I don't know what else to say. Like, <laughs> You know, but there's the passion and then there's for 20, I've been doing this 40 years for the first 30 years, let's say, oh, do what you love and the money will follow. But then, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, you're also running a business too. So that's a whole nother side to this. Like, okay, you can great. I would lose money on jobs just because I wanted to add a few more plants to make it look right. I still do that. Like Mm -hmm. it has to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I won't leave a job because my name is on it. Like mm-hmm. 
that's just what I do. Yeah. So when you say this is what I do, uh, you know, I might argue that this is who you are. Uh, you are this uh, this guy that's been doing landscapes for forty years, uh, and and literally just just in the last several years, maybe up to a decade, you can you can you can modify my my time frame. But um, you were just doing it because you loved it for all those years, you know. And and as you as you, as you said earlier, I might even lose a little bit of money on a job because I I just I, I needed another plant here. I needed something else there. I wanted to move whatever it is because you you cared so so deeply about how your customers felt about what you did with for them. You you created this beautiful place for them, and and your 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 reward. Um, you know, again, with Steve Farber's thoughts, they love what you do, uh, and 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 now, and again, I've used the word with with intention. Now you are you are a celebrity landscaper. You're not you're, you're not just a landscaper, but to you, uh, the celebrity part is you know maybe a, a extra use of time and, and kind of a you know that's pretty cool. But what you're all about is the love, the passion. Uh, for every landscape that you turn over to your clients. So it's really the law. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm being humble about it. Like, yeah, yeah, you are. I don't know. I mean, I am the happiest with my shorts on and my freaking work boots on with plants yeah. I, that there's not. And it's kind of obvious when I'm on the job site with the clients and I would have to say like, 99% of my clients were still friends many years and most of my business, 95% of it is definitely referral because uh -huh. um, I can tell how passionate I am about the job. It's not about the money on the job. It's not. But I have two kids in college I have to pay for, but it is about what I do. I, so I'd like to, I'm like an artist, right, where the canvas is the land. I, mm -hmm. That's the closest analogy I can put it. Every mm -hmm. job is a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. If if I were to ask, uh, let me switch gears it a little bit. If I were to ask, uh, I, I would imagine you've got some folks, men and women, whatever uh, uh, people that work for you, they've been with you for a long time. Is that true? They've been with me fifteen years. Um, some of the subcontractors I use have been with me twenty years. I'm not an easy guy to work for. Like, I'm not. <laughs> So you need some soft skills? Like, like, like not, yeah. Yeah. I need some, so, like, if I see a tag on a plant, it uh -huh. drives me crazy. Uh -huh. If I see a cigarette butt in the bed, it drives me crazy. Like, the plants have to be positioned a certain way. Like, it's weird. It's like a, there's a face of a plant. A, if you position the plant a certain way, I have to personally pick out all the plants that I put in all my jobs because each plant is different in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so if I were to uh, just think, you know, any, any individual, any person that's worked for you for 15 or 20 years, if I were to ask them, um, you know, what would you say are Steve's, you know, what, what, how would you describe Steve? Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah. These guys call me a local gringo. Lo crazy man. Crazy man. Right. But um, they know I know my shit. Yeah. But they know you're not, they know, I know I've been doing yeah. this so long. Like I know it because I've done it. Like I'm not some guy that just shows up from the office. I show up with the work boots. I can run the machine. I am in the trenches if I need to be. And you get a lot of respect for that. Yes, you do. You do. 
um, you're 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 the classic, but uh, but the uh, from the past uh, working owner. Uh, you're a small business. I'm like a dying breed. Yeah. Well, not, not, we hope not anytime soon. But and so you, you you are you're not a you know you're not a large you know ten twenty thirty million dollar business. No, we um, do like five million. And that's and that's real money. Um, yeah. And uh, and if you're successful uh, from a business standpoint, notice we haven't talked about the business stuff yet. You know how how you you know how you talked about how you get your clients mostly through referrals, and that's a really positive thing. Um, how you keep your clients. And, uh, and, you know, the greatest, you know, the greatest reward for, for, for great work is, uh, is referrals and, and, and additional work opportunities. So I imagine you've been back to some of your longstanding designs and doing, doing refresh work, you know, re- replanning, maybe changing some aspect of design and all just part of continuing to serve your customers. It's, you know, some clients have moved. Um, they, they have summer homes. I've done their, their houses. I've done fam, uh, the rest of their families, brothers, sisters, cousins. You, you know, it's really just keeping that um, positive attitude. Like, I guess if someone's going to say, you know, what about me is like, I do what I say, what I'm going to do, when I say I'm going to do, no excuses, I, nothing. And I just learned that from my father doing the union construction in New York City where it's cold, snowing, whatever it takes, you have to get that job done on time, on budget. No, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. And you, and, and you feel like you're pretty clear about that to the people that work for you. Very crystal clear. Yeah. So, you know, one could argue that either folks have stayed with you for 15 to 20 years because they had no place else to go, which is an extreme, uh, one extreme, or they stayed with this guy who self-describes as being, you know, hard to work for uh, because you may be hard to work for, but they understand who you are. Uh, they understand what you expect. Uh, and in general, in, in general terms, they, they meet those expectations uh, so that you don't have to be a, a loud, vocal, hard ass all the time. You know, sometimes you can just be satisfied uh, and maybe uh, are the words great job or you did a great job on this or thanks for working extra hard or uh, you, you really, you know, just those kind of words. Are, they, are those in your vocabulary for the people that work for you? You got to keep building them up. Listen, if I'm going to come to a job site and I'm going to um, rip into somebody, I'm bringing uh, a, tr- a box of Joe and uh-huh. dumping donuts, right? Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. They, yeah. So, you know, you have to give them a little, you have to beat the dog and pet the dog, right? So, you, you know, it's, like, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of from New York, so I'm not I know gonna, you are. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to say you guys messed up here. Um, here's your coffee and donuts, and let's talk about it. You know, right. so you kind of get that respect. You can't be. You have to treat people. Poof, if you're constantly coming and screaming and yelling, and you know they, they're not going to respect you. They're, they're going to. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to do a good job for you. So they always get the most out of them. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe they like me. Who knows? Yeah. Well, again, I, 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 I think I might make the point that the, that they certainly, based on how you describe your your style of communication, your style of managing and and leading, because again, when you talk about uh, even in a tough situation where you got something you need to bust somebody's chops about, uh, you know, those kinds of things, along with you know, great job and and this looks great, those kinds of words, those are all part of the vocabulary of, of a leader. Because it, it, you know you, you do lead you you have a you have a small you have a small company uh, you don't have two hundred people uh, so you, you're in a very personal way 
your your leadership style uh, is based in how you were brought up, you know, where wh- where you come from. Again, so as soon as somebody starts listening to this podcast, they're going to say, "Oh, that guy's definitely from New York." Um, but, so, which is fine, you know. It's, I it, it is. Mississippi. I went to school in Mississippi, so I I do have some of that southern. Uh, yeah. Know. Right. Yeah. Nice try. Nice try, Steve. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Steve is is really a southern gentleman. Yeah. Uh, he just sounds like he's from New York. Um, but you know, but I think you know, you know, my point is that um, uh, one of the reasons you've been uh, you've been recognized, one of the reasons you stepped out and and maybe initially was outside your comfort zone, the idea of going on a TV show or sitting across the table from Grant Cardone, who's got a, a quite a style of his own in terms of interviewing people. Um, it's almost like he was interviewing you and interviewing himself was kind of the way it felt to me. But that's okay. But uh, you know, those things don't don't come. From a person who doesn't demonstrate uh, not simply their 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 uh, the quality of what they do as their business, but the kind of person that they are, uh, you, you would not be a very interesting person if you couldn't talk about uh, how you uh, how you provide leadership, how you motivate, and, and maybe in some days have to inspire your your people to do just a little bit more because this owner is going to be back tomorrow, and uh, we thought we had two or three days to, to wrap this up and, and get out of here, but we only got a day. So, guys, we got to figure out how we get it done in a day. Uh, and you don't do it by just barking at them and kicking them in the ass. Uh, you have to do it by by motivating them um, with encouraging words, which, uh, again, is part of who you need to be. Do you, are, you, are you comfortable with that description of what leadership is to you? Absolutely. Whatever it takes. Like, if I have to jump on the machine or grab a shovel, I'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. If we got to stay late, I'm, I'm, all, I'm ordering dinner, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, and, and that's, you know, that's the example of, you know, the, the idea there is that in, in, in construction, um, you know, one of the principal ways that, it, that a leader uh, demonstrates what their personal values are uh, is, is, is simply to say that they, uh, that they are, that you, you know, what they are as a leader uh, because they, they, uh, they lead by example. Yes. Uh, you know, so w- w- what they say is one thing. Uh, and there are there is as you get into the broader construction industry, there are a lot of people that are that are either titled as being part of leadership, is one phrase you hear, is the organization's leader. Um, you hear about you know the term leadership used in a lot of different ways, but uh, there are there are more people. Uh, again, the words of my my mentor Steve Farber. There are a lot of folks out there that that are posers. They're not really leaders because they don't they don't put themselves on the line. Uh, they don't. They, they're not. They're not in in the middle of what's going on. You are. I mean, you are literally. Uh, you know, with your feet in the trench. You know, literally. Uh, probably at times. You know. You know, picking up a shovel or or repositioning or turning a plant. All those kinds of things. Those are all. That that's leading by example. Every 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 bit of that. And I'm sure that that's been the glue that's that's kept you and your longstanding employees together. Yeah. That's. Um Again, I kind of downplay it, but I think that's, you know, one example we had recently was a eight foot wall fell down in somebody's backyard. A storm came, flooded the hat guy's house, flooded his pool. And I looked in the owner in the eye and I says, I got you. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to take care of it. I I took a bunch of money out of my pocket and I cleaned the pool and I fixed it all up. And, you know, that means a lot to an owner, to the guys, like, you know, whatever it takes, we got it done. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hear excuses. 
Right. Especially in New York. Like nobody cares about <laughs> nobody. They don't they don't want to hear about your dog and your homework or <laughs> really, I'm serious. Like just they don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as a, uh, you're an entrepreneur, small business person, some some of both. You've been you've been in business for a long time. So, to, uh, but but you take it you, you, at least it appears, um, and and I think this in part is because of some of the other things that you do, uh, where you are the subject, or you are the you are the uh, the source of of information and experience, or you are the expert when you're visiting and and uh, appearing and things like Forbes and Business Insider, et cetera, et cetera. So when you're doing all those things, um, you know th- those are what's what separates you a bit from other entrepreneurs and and uh, and small business. Because uh, again, it, it, at your size of revenue, you're still it, it, well. Definitionally, in some places, on public sector places, where you probably don't do much work directly, but you, you, you're defined by by a revenue number. Uh, you know, as you know, being a small business or a large business. But you're definitely entrepreneurial uh, in terms of of your of your style, your behaviors. Again, these other other elements of 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 what your public image is. Uh, I, I would say that I would put you in the entrepreneurial category. Does that does that is that does it feel that way to you? Um, no, but you bring it up. I, I really like the way you're interviewing the questions that you're bringing up. You you make me think of things that I haven't really thought about. Right? Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that just do the work part. They just do the work and they just in the work. And, but it's more about that. It's becoming a leader. It's becoming, it's putting yourself out there, being on these podcasts I'm not comfortable with. You know, it's all new to me, right? But I, I think it's very important as a leader to kind of, you know, bring it forward. You know, like there's some young guys that just don't know. I'm starting to see that now where, wow, I do have a lot to offer just from my experience. And I could help other people. Mm-hmm. You do. You do. Um Again, I, it's. I mean, that's that's why you're that's why you're here for 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 my my special little audience of people that are in the in the let's call it the mainline construction industry. Although I do a lot, you know, one of my largest clients is in the finishing trades, uh, you know. So I, I deal with with those with those market segments as well. Um, but you know, but the challenge we have, and you're and, you're, and that's why you're a good example and, and, and an example to 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 notice and applaud. Um, you know, the, the challenge always. Uh, is is to remember, uh, and and I think this that you probably have this implicitly in your thought process. If if you do the kinds of things the way you expressed it in terms of how you approach your business, the, the operational aspects of your business day to day, boots on the ground, if you will. Um, if you if you approach it in the way that you that you describe, uh, and you recognize uh, the importance of valuing. Uh, each and every one of your customers and the relationship you have with them. I haven't used that term yet, but let me let me broach that element. You know, one of the things that I talk about when I talk about the importance of soft skills, which which you clearly demonstrate a, a variety of soft skills in your words and 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 how you talk about your business. But one of the things I remind people is is that soft skills are the difference maker. Uh, you could be the you could be the most recognized, applauded, uh, you know, highest compensated landscape architect in the world. Uh, but if if you're if the afterthought about about Steve Griggs is bit the guy you just the guy is just a total a- excuse my French um, is not someone you want to do business with or deal with. Um, at some point in time, uh, there's going to be a consequence. Uh, but if you recognize the importance of how you are. 
when you're dealing with your customers. And this is your words and your actions. You know, again, what they, what they, what they see is what they get. Uh, if you, if you, if you're mindful of that, and, and, and again, from our conversation at this point, I think you are. If you're mindful of that, then, then the, the consequence will be that you will have a, a continuing expansion of relationships with customers and others, vendors, suppliers, subcontractors, uh, that will help you, uh, be successful, uh, in producing the bottom line of your business, not by focusing on the numbers but by focusing on how we interact with each other with with the focus being the end game which is serving the customer in a manner that 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 they are pleased with so they want to tell what a great job that Steve Griggs design did uh, they want to be able to tell other people and you and you continue relationships over time and and long standing relationships are are the absolute foundation of success in business would you agree I, I think you summed everything up. That's how I built my business. Just what you said. Like, if I was a jerk, they wouldn't work for me. Like, mm-hmm. the guys wouldn't produce for me. Um, the clients wouldn't refer you. Like, it, it just goes on and on. So I think the you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you're just a jerk and you don't treat people right and all that, it means zero. Zero. Yeah. 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 And I know a lot of them. I'm sure you do, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of them are in New York. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, I couldn't help that. I'm, you know, I was kidding, I was kidding, yeah. but, but it's true. It's like yeah. It's, yeah, my fa- my family's in Monmouth County in Jersey by the shore. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I got a little. I got a little bit. My 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 one of my uncles was a building superintendent in one of the high rises in the Bronx back in the day, Fordham Hills. You know, okay. long, long. You know, fifty years ago. You know, so I remember walking to his apartment, which was down in the in the bowels of that of that of one of those towers. Uh, and you had to walk past all the boilers and all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly you're in this apartment that had no windows, uh, but it was, you know, it was a comfortable place. And, you know, my parents would drag me there so they could play penny any poker. Uh, there you, go. you know, that, and th- those, were, those were the days. But, uh, yeah, so I guess the la- kind of the last thing I want to just kind of just explore with you a little bit is um, it's just as a leader. Uh, so you put your leader hat on, you're kind of, uh, and it's more specifically a thought leader. Um, what's uh, what's your view of how how society is dealing with uh, some of the challenges that that we're facing today? How do you feel about you know? Again, it's not a political question per se, but just you know, again, you're, you're dealing. A lot of your customers are are folks that are high net worth individuals. Um, and because uh, you build some incredible designs. So, I mean, I couldn't afford it, although I'd love to have you come down here and, and landscape my place uh, or my girlfriend's place, I should say. It's, it's her house, not my house, uh, which is fine. I like, I live here rent-free. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I say, yeah, but and let me qualify the, I don't live here rent-free, but I live here. Um, so, you know, because again, uh, you know, how how things are going on in, in, in our our world, whether it's just the United States and 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 where you do most of your work, uh, or it's the bigger world, there are a lot of crazy things going on that affect you know every aspect of how we view our own existence, how we view our business. Um, so, in the context of you know, again, from being being a, th- a thought a thought or a thoughtful leader, from the the vantage point of being a business person, how do things look to you for 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 the bigger picture as well as for your business? Uh. Don't watch a lot of news. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I really understand the question, but it's it's just the way I was brought up. It's like I think people 
man, people make can, can make excuses. They get soft and they don't, they just can't, you know what I'm saying? Like you just gotta, yeah. they just make excuses and blame people. And like, they just point the finger. It's not me. It's them. It's like, man, take ownership, uh, take ownership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take care of your side of the street, right? Like, mm-hmm. Take care of what you can take care of and everything else will work out. Like control what you can control and then everything else is just going to, you know, work itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but treat people like you would want to be treated. You know, you hear all the time, treat people like you want to be treated. Just do, just do the right thing, man. Like just say what you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. You know, your word is that your word is your bond. Like I grew up like shaking hands, have a deal with somebody. That's the deal. Like right. that is it. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. need a you know a union eight hundred page contract. You know, <laughs> just, you know, I've signed those two and I got burned on those two working in the city. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just just it's a people business. Construction is people business. The, uh, that you, you probably don't even realize what what a what a what a great all encompassing answer you gave to my question. I mean, it just it's I mean, it just it's I couldn't I couldn't have written that better. And so, so if it's if that, if you're surprising yourself, I am kind of surprised. What part? No, what part all all of it, all of it. It just, I mean, you know, each of the ingredients. You know, I mean, when, even when you talked about it, just control what you can control. You know, a lot of people just just have this sense of reality, which is not real, uh, and that they and and also take responsibility. Don't don't blame others. Uh, you know, keep your, take care of your side of the street. Um, you know that that way of describing. Uh, you know what you see is is on target, is sensible, uh, and if more leaders help people see that see things that way, we probably wouldn't be trying to get into everybody else's, you know what, uh, and causing difficulties that 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 uh, that don't need to be there if we just you know accept people for what they are, and if they're good people, we'll, we'll learn that with experience. If they're not, then we'll learn not to experience them. You know uh-huh. if they're a good person in the first five. You, you know, yeah, by your actions. Like, yeah, it just your actions speak volumes, right? Like, absolutely. Don't tell me how great you are. Just show me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Steve, this has been uh, this has been uh, quite a conversation. Um, and yes, uh, you're very deep, man. I liked it. I liked your style. It was good. I didn't I didn't understand what soft and steel really meant. Like. Yeah. I didn't even understand it, but well, it's uh, you know, it's very hard and cold and right. Construction yeah. is you know, but there is a softer side of it. There's very right. softer side. Right. I think it's more softer side than actually doing the work. Uh, and well, it's, you know what? Because I also say in, in my book and when I speak, I also say the soft skills are the hardest to learn because the, the the first thing you have to learn with regards to soft skills is what yours are, uh, and 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 looking in the mirror for a lot of people. Uh, honestly, and saying, "Well, here, here are some things I think are things that I can work with. Here are things that are causing me problems." They, they kind of they kind of have a hard time looking at this this uh, problems list over here, and so that's that's the challenge. And 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 it, and the, the the idea of soft to steel came from the analogy of what steel is to structures and buildings, uh, the the element that, that makes them something to last for a long time. Your soft skills and your, your and yours are great, um, and they were on display in this conversation, which I think is wonderful. Uh, your your soft skills are are what are the necessary ingredients to help you build and maintain longstanding relationships. Do you find it harder to um, 
like anybody can, uh, you know, hang drywall or whatever. Take that. That's pretty much cut and dry. I think the soft skills are like very hard to teach, right? Like, mm-hmm. you find it, like, how do you teach somebody? Like, well, well you, you can't. You, you really can't. Can, yeah. Right? You, what you can. What you can't per se teach them with soft skills. What you teach them uh, is how to, to to learn and understand what they are. So they can, so they can know that, 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 that I am, that I am a patient person, that I am, you know, that I am direct, uh, that I am, you know, hardworking, which obviously in our industry is important. Those are those soft skills or qualities. What we teach folks is, uh, is how to go about gaining an understanding of themselves. And we also teach them the, the absolutely overarching value of, of every day recognizing that I, I need to use every day to work on how I communicate with people. Um, communication skills are are the core competence that every person and certainly every leader needs to continually work on to get better at it so that the messaging is clearer, so that when you want to try to motivate somebody, you don't inadvertently demotivate them. Just learning how to use you know, you know, communication as a skill. Uh, and, and most importantly, for a lot of people, uh, focusing on and learning how, how important listening is as yeah. a skill. So... Good stuff, man. Steve Griggs. Very hard. I have impatience. I'm very impatient. Yeah, the, the skill part is, oh, yeah, everybody can use the communication and the skill part. Yeah, I'll work with you. I'll work with you. I, you know, I'll work with you. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the Soft Steel podcast, my friend. Thank you, Dennis. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Softest Steel podcast with your host, Dennis Duran. Dennis is the author of Soft as Steel and a leading speaker and trainer for organizations across many industries and verticals. To learn more about the work Dennis is doing to activate soft skills in the workplace, contact him at DennisDuranSpeaking.com. Be sure to check out his book, Soft as Steel, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. And please remember to share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and anyone you feel would benefit from the conversation. We'll see you next time on the Softest Steel Podcast with Dennis Duran. Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.